Hello, listeners. If you're just listening to us, then you're missing out because you could now become a Not Too Deep viewer. That's right. This is now an actual visual show on full screen thanks to AT&T. And let me tell you guys, we've got new stuff to see. Like, we've got a monitor with graphics now. That's right. We spared no expense. We got a monitor. We've got props. We've got beers. We make fun of each other's Instagrams. Lots of visual things that you don't want to miss out on. Sometimes we even wear funny outfits and costumes. So go sign up for Fullscreen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. The first year is on them, so you can just sit back and watch us instead of just listening. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. Guess what? It's National Hot Dog Day, and we are celebrating the crap out of it. Also, we have Lloyd Alquist, a.k.a. Epic Lloyd from Epic Rap Battles, making an epic appearance on this episode. Get ready. Not, not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by Mott Cloth, which is your go-to spot for fashion that's as unique as you are. Whip up your wardrobe with everything from quirky prints to classic silhouettes, and Mott Cloth believes that fashion is for every body, shape, and size. That's why their exclusive line of apparel comes in a full-size range from extra, extra small to 4X. Snag all your summer essentials with this exclusive deal. Shop now at modcloth.com. Enter the promo code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout to get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Make every day extraordinary at Mogloth. Your eyes do not deceive you. We are dressed as hot dogs. Happy National Hot Dog Day. Just two pieces of meat coming at you hot. <laughs> it is National Hot Dog Day, as Jack has said, and we are celebrating the only way we know how by um, becoming two hot dogs. I feel like I'm uh, dressed too formally today. I know. I don't know why I bothered... Um, worrying about a clean shirt this morning. Uh, I totally forgot that this was our plan for this episode, and I am so thankful because it's really fun to feel like you're wearing a neck brace over your entire body. I I cannot move swiftly to the right or left. I can't see anything behind me. I'm very vulnerable and also just very safe. Every time I I turn my head, I'm just buried in this this, uh, meat hood. Yeah, but like... (laughs) Oh my god, meat hood. That a meat hood. So gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting, but maybe the most appropriate description of yourself that you've ever labeled. So for those of you listening to the podcast, Grace and I are dressed up uh, in full body uh, hot dog costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, um, the fine folks at Full Screen uh, got me a costume with sauerkraut on the side because, you know, I can't wear a blazer without my pocket square. And I feel like this is a good... Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. It's very, the vertical lines are really working well for your body shape. I think the burgundy meat hood is Mm -hmm. working well with your skin tone. There's a lot of great things happening right now. Thank you. Including a brand new episode of Not Too Deep. We're here, we're doing it, National Hot Dog Day. Yeah. Here's the weirdest thing. So I rarely get things sent to me um, by companies like products or whatever. I wish I got more stuff. Yeah. Note to all companies out there, send me your (laughs) shit. Uh, But the one company that for the last two years has been sending me a lot of things is Oscar Mayer Wiener. Wait a minute. They sent me a box of frozen hot dogs last year for National Hot Dog Day. And they did it again this year. Um, so wow. I don't get many brand deals. It's not even a brand deal. They just sent they me just send it to you? a box of cold <laughs> wieners. That's the only 
shit I get is boxes of cold wieners <sighs> and I, I don't hate it. So I'm really happy to be celebrating National Hot Dog Day. Yeah. I think it's an important holiday. I agree. Um, how are you, Jack? I'm good, Grace. How are you? I'm well. Um, why don't we start off this episode like we've been doing where we catch up by each one of us going through a social media post that the other has posted and figuring out what the fuck was going on behind the post. I think that's a great idea. Uh, this is always very embarrassing for me. So let's get into it. What do you say? Yeah, what were you thinking in this post? Okay, um, I, I think like we're doing this. tweets this episode. Okay, great. Okay, so let's see the first. Uh, oh, this is your tweet, Jack Ferry. I found this tweet <laughs> on your Twitter. Oh, God. At yep. JackFerry99, for mm-hmm. all of you wondering. Yep. It says, the iPhone Reminders app is the worst buggiest piece of shit ever at Apple comma WTF. Yeah. Someone was spicy that day. I was very mad. Yeah. You were very mad at the iPhone reminders app. So Mm -hmm. mad, in fact, that you tweeted at Apple about it. I did. I was putting them on blast and they did not respond. Why were you so mad? Well, have you ever used the Apple reminders app? Uh, it really doesn't apparently work. Apparently I haven't. It doesn't work very well. Okay. It's one of those things where I set up, I set up. It's, like it's not alarms. It's the same it's like thing. It's like the to-do list oh, okay. that you set up. And then you can set it for specific times mm-hmm. for like, so I have to remember to like move my car on my street. Otherwise I get a parking ticket. Okay. So every week I've got one of those things to like bing, bing. Yeah. And uh, Why don't you just set it in your calendar? Uh, well, I mean, I could, but... Oh, I, but they made a separate app for it. May as well use that. Yeah, app. it's supposed to remind me to move my car. And then... It uh, doesn't. It doesn't sometimes. And sometimes it does. And other times when you're like going through like my to-do list, it'll be like, I've got 10 items in my to-do list. And I'm like, oh, I did three of these. And I go, bing, 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 done, done, done. Uh-huh. And then it like... Doesn't take them away. It like, no, it checks the wrong one. Oh. And then I can't find the one that... I, Maybe it's teaching you not to rely on technology so much. I guess. That, like, I guess. Remember when we had to like write down to-do lists on paper before which, we had iPhones? Which is what I had to start doing. So now I Ew. actually carry a notebook Ew, around. I know. that's gross. That's disgusting. How 20th century of Ew. me. But listen, Ew-y. am I the only person who has this issue? Is it just my phone? If you guys out there have this same issue with this app, yeah. please tweet at me or respond to my tweet from uh, the 3rd of May. Yeah, you tweeted this at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> so someone had a long day of yeah. no reminders. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was a frustrating thing. You got 31 likes on it, though. So 31 people out there feel your pain. Well, I think that one of the things that, like, bugs me is, like, when, like, this has been such a buggy app for so long. And I'm like, the whole thing of Apple was that, like, it just works. It just works. And when things just don't work at all. It's confusing. It's it's confusing. Yeah. That's your whole brand, you guys. Well, apparently not enough people are using the Reminders app for them to fix it. So this is maybe a real important day that people start standing up and voicing their opinions on things that matter. I mean, it's definitely first world people problems. Oh, huge. Big time. Because there are definitely things like, um, you know, issues with the environment going on right now and um, with human rights. And here I am tweeting about the iPhone reminders app like some kind of privileged dumbass. So this is still very embarrassing for me. Well, I mean, it's important. You put it out there (laughs) and it's good for us to discuss and hopefully get to the core issue. And maybe you won't have to tweet about this ever in the future because Apple will take note. Let's let's hope. Let's hope. Um, That's the thing I love about this show is um, the social pressure we can put on technology We provide hope. (laughs) That's what we do here at Not Too Deep. But I I actually went back through yours as well. Mm -hmm. And... um, This is a tweet from the 29th of May. Yep, very recent. Um, And uh, I just, uh, it answers a lot of questions, but also it poses a few more. Sure. Um, And I'm going to read, and I quote, My attitude on driving and running is the same. It's not for speed or form. It's simply to try to make it 
It's simply to try and make it back home before shitting my pants. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> straightforward. I'm, are you, I'm. Here's the deal. I'm concerned. When I drive my car <laughs> and when I run, I'm seemingly in a healthy state in my body. And then when I get into the activity, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. my body likes to like play games and be like, hey, guess what? We now feel like a little off center right now. <laughs> and you're getting further and further away from your house. So this is now us against you. And um, yeah, that's how I think it's uh, my body just like it. One, I never prepped for running correctly. Like I'll eat like a... Mm-hmm pint of fried rice and then be like, time to exercise. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. I've tweeted many times being like, learned again today not to eat lo mein before running. And I just haven't fully learned my lesson. I think it's like, I think I can do anything. And I think that I like mind over matter sort of thing. Sure. But then sometimes matter gets the best of you. Um, and I was at home uh, this Memorial Day weekend and I went for a run. And as soon as I started running, I was like, God damn it, body, why? <laughs> and I was like, but I can get through this. This is fine. It's just my body reacting to running. It's like my body telling me, we don't want to exercise. So this is how we protest. It's making you feel like you're going to shit your pants. And then eventually I get over it. <laughs> so it's, um, there's yeah. definitely no more humbling an experience, uh, that reminding of the limitations of the human body as being stuck in traffic when you desperately have oh to use my the bathroom. God, I've, the amount of thoughts I've had of like, will this cup suffice in a car scenario Been is <laughs> mind boggling. However, the funny thing about this tweet, when I tweeted it, so many of you guys on Twitter responded college jogging front lawn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. They listen to the podcast. That is one of the reasons why I chose it. Yeah. And I was wondering if maybe um, based on this tweet, if maybe you wanted to revise your three word story. No, I, I'm... I would. Trust me, I've been wanting to revise my three-word story for the last two years. I just haven't, thankfully, had a scenario in which I have uh, been able to revise it. Well, but, fingers crossed, you guys. Yeah, here's hoping <laughs> that my body continues to fail me constantly uh, in the most inopportune moments. But thank you guys so much for responding in a uh, with a little podcast nugget. That was really fun to see. Um, okay, moving back into our theme yes. of it being National Hot Dog Day. Yes. Um, let me give you a little history. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, which is a real thing, because that is actually mm. what um, Oscar Mayer Wiener like said on their card when they sent right. me all. I think those. they have an office at the UN. Yeah, they've declared uh, July as Hot Dog Month and July nineteenth as National Hot Dog Day. Mm-hmm. The largest national celebration in the village of Alfred, New York, features in addition to lots of hot dog eating, Wiener dog races, and root beer chugging contests. Whoa! Whoa! I didn't know root beer was synonymous with hot dogs. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe A&W is like a sponsor for those uh, hot dogs. Have you ever seen a hot dog eating contest? No, but Mamrie Hart is obsessed with Joey that. Chestnut. Yeah, she's obsessed with Joey Chestnut and that whole, like, that's her NBA that's her- kind of, is like hot dog and like food eating the, competitions. The, like the national eating contest, comp- whatever. Yeah, and so they have it on Coney Island every yeah. year and uh, on July 4th, right? Yeah. And I remember being working in an Applebee's in South Jersey on July 4th, watching it on the TVs in the Applebee's. And no one was in Applebee's because it's really sad to go to Applebee's on, on the 4th July of July. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember sitting at the bar waiting for tables to come in and just watching Kobayashi eat hot dogs. Oh, it's it's insane. It's so bonkers. Did Have you ever seen it in real life? Like, oh, have you gone there? I have. You have? I actually have a funny, I have a funny story about uh, those kinds of competitions. Okay. So um, I, I have seen that one. That one in particular is just... 
If you don't know, every 4th of July on Coney Island, they bring together like the world's most supreme food eaters. eaters. And they they just, they dunk the, uh, like the buns in water. How, how much time do they get? Uh, they get a certain amount of time to like eat f- as many hot dogs as possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's like five minutes. Okay. And then they just, and, but and I've like never. hundreds of people gather yeah. to watch this spectacle yeah, it's, and it's televised. And, and. When I when I went, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be hilarious." Yeah. And then when it starts, the uh-uh. first thing you realize is, "Oh, this is like making me nauseous." This is disgusting. Like I, I'm, I'm. It's like. And they take it. It's so serious. They train oh, all year long. Oh, for I know. It. Yeah. it it really is like an actual sport now. It's because mm-hmm. cr- it started, I think, kind of as like a publicity stunt, right. and then it's grown into this thing. Well, one one competition I went to, um, <clears throat> it was a it was actually a um, grilled cheese eating contest. What? Yeah, and there was uh, a men's group, and then there was a ladies' group. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the the the, the lady uh, who, was it Black Widow. Yeah, it was yeah. Black Widow. So after she's like the number one female eater. She's like the Kobayashi yeah. of the of the lady eaters. So she, you know, just annihilated this pile of grilled cheeses. Do in they like do the same minutes. thing? Do they dunk it in water? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, but here's what's funny. So she she must have eaten. I mean, just a, like a pyramid of, right. of grilled cheeses. It was disgusting, and especially for someone who can't handle dairy. It was, it was like, ugh. ugh. So then she annihilates this thing and she looked clearly distressed, but she wins. Right. And then afterwards, um, I was, this is when I was working on my news gig. I, uh-huh. We go to interview her and we're interviewing her next to the table where her competition oh, was. God. And as we're interviewing her um, and she's answering questions, uh, this is maybe 15 minutes after the competition is over. She just picks one of the squares up and just starts nibbling on it like a snack. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But that's like how a marathon runner still starts jogging when they're done running the marathon to warm down. I guess. She's warming down, eating little pieces of cheese. Yes. <laughs> and then and then my uh, my producer um, actually asked like the one bonehead question you're never supposed to ask. Oh no, what is it? After you're finished the competition, do you throw up? Oh, which is a that's big, like illegal, right? No, no. Because you're not supposed I don't, to. No, I don't know if it is a if you're not and you're not definitely not supposed to. It's like a huge faux pas, right? And to even ask that, that's like asking uh, about steroids. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so how do you dope in the Tour de France? Yeah, um, yeah. So do you throw up afterwards? And and they they asked that of Joey Chestnut, who had just won, oh. and he was just like, "No, man, no." We so don't, offended. We don't do that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna drink some water, and I'm gonna be like, it was it was such a bl- but. I mean, that is the most obvious question that I'm sure everyone has thought. I watched a small documentary about uh, competitive eaters. I mm-hmm. think it was on like Food Network or something, that uh. one. And they're all super svelte. They're really in shape because yeah. their metabolisms have to be so high to handle that. But what they do is they eat heads of lettuce all year round because it distends the bot, like the, the belly because oh. it's so water-based sure, that yeah. it like just – there's no a, calories in there. There's no calories. And yeah. so they'll just eat heads of lettuce like apples. So it like expands the stomach and creates more space wow. without creating calorie content. Yeah. It's, speaking um, of bloated, my goodness. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating. But also speaking of like the scandalous question, mm. um, we have a great debate happening here on National Hot Dog Day. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, this question. And you asked me before the podcast what I felt about it. And I have had 
very heated conversations with one Hannah Hart about what a sandwich, like what compromises mm. a sandwich, what composes a sandwich, sure. how do you define sandwich, yeah. is a taco a sandwich? And we've had many long-winded debates about this. Okay. And Where I'm, does she stand on this? She thought a taco was not a sandwich, but she thought a sandwich was like between two pieces of bread. And I was like, but then is a quesadilla a sandwich? You could quantify tortillas mm. as a carb item mm. and cheese in between two carb items, mm. how does that differ from a grilled cheese sandwich? Mm. And so she kind of went back and forth on her opinion. I feel very neutral about it, but you said you had a strong opinion, but yeah. you didn't tell me what it was. You so said I, you're Switzerland. I'm pretty on Switzerland this on this. I feel like anything can be a sandwich if it's between two. But that's the thing is like the taco, a taco, if the shell's connected, mm. I don't think that's a sandwich. I think it has to be two separate Carb items yeah. flanking some sort of dairy protein vegetable element. Okay. So uh, anybody who knows anything about me knows yep. I'm a pretty liberal guy. Sure. Politically. On this issue, I am staunchly conservative. Oh, no. In what way? Well, a quesadilla is not a sandwich. Okay. Come, so how, come so on. So define sandwich. A sandwich is a piece of meat or some kind of protein. Mm -hmm. That could be peanut butter. In between two slices of bread. What defines bread? Uh, bread. Okay. <laughs> Story checks out. A uh, 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 leavened uh, loaf so of is a hamburger, wheat, I guess. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes. So why don't you call it hamburger sandwich? Uh, we do sometimes. You call it a hamburger sandwich? No, you I don't you call go to a restaurant, it a hamburger you order a hamburger. May I have one hamburger sandwich, please? No, but if, I go, rare. if, I, go to, if I go to McDonald's yeah. and I order a quarter pounder no cheese uh -huh. and they say, would you like the meal? I would say, no, thank you. Just the sandwich. Okay. Yeah, that is a sandwich. Okay, but what is a hot dog? A hot dog is absolutely not a sandwich. However, if you took a hot dog and you, let's say you sliced it, and then you put these flat pieces of hot dog on a piece of bread and then put another piece of bread on top, then it would be a hot dog sandwich. What, okay. What mm -hmm. if you took a hot dog bun Look, look words, words are important. Of course. Uh -huh. What if you took a hot dog bun and cut it yes. in half? Yes. And then cut your hot dog in half because apparently you like flat meat. I do like flat meat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, very important. And then you put that together. That's still uh -huh. not a sandwich. No, that would be a because sandwich. Because a hot dog, that is a sandwich? Now? That would be a sandwich, yeah. What changed? Well, Where's now the line? Well, now Where's the delineation? Well, now it's two pieces of bread. It's not a folded up bun. So a bun, is, a bun is essentially a connected bread. Yes, but it's connected. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. But if you got two buns, uh -huh. let's say, and then you put the hot dog in between the two buns, squished it together, and then you ate it, that would be a sandwich. Okay. Yeah. I think the critical piece of, of, of thing is that you need two pieces of bread. What if you take a croissant, mm -hmm. a croissant witch? Yes. As they're called. Uh-huh. That's a sandwich? Because uh, a croissant's not bread. A croissant is not bread, but yeah. they call it a croissant witch. Yeah. In that instance, I would say it's sort of a hybrid. And so I would say it's not a sandwich. It's a croissant witch. So you don't call it a burger witch? No, I wouldn't call it a burger witch because a burger is Taco a sandwich. Witch. Oh, a taco quesadilla is witch. a taco is not a sandwich. Get out of here! What about a quesadilla? I told you a quesadilla is not a sandwich because that is not bread. That is uh, what is it? Tortilla? A tortilla is not bread. I'm sorry. You know why? It's why? Un it's unleavened. Bread needs to be leavened, man. What is? Oh, just rise, raise, rise. Yeah, rise. It's, it's like rise. Jesus. Got it. Yes, okay. exactly. This is this is. <laughs> I don't want to get super religious on this. We try one, not to get political or religious, but we're getting very conservative <laughs> and very religious on this episode of Not Too Deep. Yes. Um. So, uh, shout out to my friends in the Rust Belt mm -hmm. on, on this particular issue. What's your favorite yes. sandwich? That's the thing. 
Um, <laughs> that keeps you up at night. <laughs> here's, I, okay, what's your favorite meal of the day? Oh, what's my favorite meal of the day? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I like, I like a good, a good brunch. Okay. I like, uh, I don't particularly love breakfast because my metabolism, I feel like, needs a chance to wake up in the morning. Okay. So I go for coffee first. Sure. But I love eating in the morning once my metabolism has kicked in, which I guess would quantify a brunch period of time. Got it. Yeah. I am breakfast all the way. Okay. Like breakfast all damn day. In fact, there are many days when it feels like a real treat when dinner consists of breakfast. (laughs) Why are you so like, why are you talking like that now? Well, I just feel- (laughs) What is this cadence that you've taken on? The hot dog costume has changed you. (laughs) Has it it changed me? me Has it changed me or has it revealed the real me? You're talking in this very (laughs) philosophical Mm. professor-like cadence Mm. while wearing this hot dog costume and it's really throwing me off. but I'm listening. Yeah, so. Okay, um, so were you excited when McDonald's was like, we're doing breakfast all day? Oh, you don't even know. Oh, okay, apparently I don't know. I mean, an Egg McMuffin is one of my favorite treats. Is an Egg McMuffin a sandwich? Yes. But it's an, uh, it's a muffin, it's between a. It's an English muffin, but an English muffin is a kind of bread. An English muffin is bread? Yeah. What's a bagel? Oh, that's a kind of bread too. Where does bread stop and not bread begin? I told you, it's leavened. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. It's an English muffin. You've got your- What your about bagel? a pita? No. That's that's more than a quesadilla. It is, but it's still not leavened. What? Well, What's a pita then? I, well, It's unleavened? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, it's we're, gonna gra- get so, we're it's polarizing cer- a huge audience I th- right I now would say with this pita conversation. I would say it's a gray area, but for me, it's a pretty thick black line. Okay, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So English- an egg McMuffin is one of your favorites. Oh man, I just it's one it's like a it's a rare treat. Now I don't eat much fast food because I was going to say you don't seem like you're going to McDonald's. I don't. I rarely ever do. Yeah. But when I do, it's a nice treat. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person that's taken over your body? Uh, like I said, this is the real me. I, <laughs> just it's just been revealed. I can't tell if I like it or not. Okay. All right. Um okay, but you're very staunch that a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yes. Um okay. very much so. But it doesn't take much for you to be able to convert it into a sandwich. Okay. Um we have a fun fact that during her presidential run, Carly how do you say her last name? Fiorina. Fiorina yeah. definitively declared a hot dog is a unique thing, a hot dog is not a sandwich. So you and Carly there you I go. mean, 2020. There, there you go. Again, don't like to get political here. Yeah, but, but sometimes you can't not. I wonder if I could run on a platform of a hot dog is not a sandwich and become elected president. I mean, stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to our game. All right. We have a really fun game I that I'm this. actually excited about because I Me know too. I'm going to be terrible at it. Uh, our game this episode is called Game of Thrones Character or Prescription Drug. Yes. Which is, <laughs> I love this idea. That, there's I, Jon Snow looking very... Very drugged out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have only watched a handful of episodes of Game of Thrones. I'm not, and I know, I know, I know. You don't have to say anything. I know. Well, I wasn't going to shame you. I was just going to say I really like that show. Uh, uh, people that like it really, really love it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's very well made. Yeah, I, it seems like they have some <laughs> money behind it and some production value behind it. I I would concur with that opinion. <laughs> I've watched a few episodes. Um, Arya Stark. Oh, so great. Follows me on social media. Oh, uh, Maisie. Maisie Williams. Oh, yeah. She's reached out. We tried to have her on the podcast. Here's hoping that we can eventually get her on the podcast because her and Sophie Turner. Yeah. They like season one, season two, started following me on Twitter and I freaked the fuck out. Yeah. And they were saying that they watch my YouTube videos like on set. 
I mean, they've grown now. They're well, grown up now, and they've probably that fallen would, off. That would be so cool to it have would them be, on. She seems super cool, and she's friends with, like, Casper Lee and all those people. She's made YouTube videos and stuff like that. She was kind of getting into the YouTube culture. Well, gee, we got to have them on. That sounds yeah, super fun. Yeah, guys, go tweet at Maisie and Sophie and tell them how much I love them very much and how we would love to have them on this couch. I won't wear a hot dog costume unless <laughs> they want me to. Um, okay, but let's get into this game. Yeah, because uh, Game of Thrones Season 7 is coming up, so we thought it would be fun to play a little Game of Thrones-themed game. Yeah, winter is coming, right? Yeah. That's what they say. They do say that. That's cool. that's the motto of House Stark. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Nice. Well, yeah. you're gonna do excellent at this game then. Great. Um, so we're gonna go back and forth, uh, saying a word, and then one of us has to guess if it's a prescription drug or a Game of Thrones character. Play along at home if you're listening or watching. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't think I'm gonna do this that great either because um, these prescription drug names are pretty weird. Yep. Um, but Let's all right. See. All right. Here we go. Question number one. This one's for Grace. Okay. All right. Loboda. Is that a prescription drug or a Game of Thrones character? Loboda? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it is a prescription drug for depression and anxiety. And that is incorrect. Oh. It is a Game of Thrones character. Oh, yep, there he is. He's an, <laughs> he's an elder with the Fen, the tribe of free folk living north of the wall in Hardhome. Whoa, did you know that? No, that's on this card. Oh. I did not know that. <laughs> Look, that is a that is a very tertiary character at yeah, best. <laughs> that looks like Game of Thrones Vin Diesel. Yeah, he I'm, looks pretty tough. Yeah, I, he's holding an axe. He's bald headed, and mm-hmm. he's wearing just layers of darkness. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I have zero points. Okay, right, here's my one. turn. Your turn. Yes. Zanrush is the the word. Zanrush. Zanrush. Okay, I'm going to say that sounds a little bit like Xanax. So I'm going to go with prescription drug. And you are incorrect. It's oh. a Game of Thrones character. There he is. He's a red priest based on the city. Based in the city of Mirren. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did Marine. You, yeah, you clearly are a Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, in Marine. Yeah. But uh, there's, so there's a billion characters. Zanrush. Oh, man. You know what? I actually knew that. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't know that. Now you know that. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. All I'm right. ready. Here we go. Ready, Grace? Yes. Anna Kinra. Sorry. Anna Kinra. Anna Kinra? Yes. Anna Kinra. Is that a Game of Thrones character or a prescription drug? Ooh. Anna Kinra sounds very easily like it could be a Game of Thrones character, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go prescription drug. And you are correct. Oh, and we have, look at this stock photo. We have someone writhing their hands together. Yes, because it is used to treat rheumatoid arthritis. Whoa. Yeah. What's it, Anna Kinra? Anna Kinra. Anna Kinra. Wow. Yeah, it's spelled like Anna, like A-N-A. Kinra. Any of you out there that are taking Anna Kinra, let us know. But, you know, use speech to type because your hands probably hurt. Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay, ready, Jack? And, you know, it's it's important to get your Anna Kinra because winter is coming. Oh. Uh, because of the No, it's not coming. It's the middle of summer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just trying to do a thing loop here. Back. Here's right. yours. Ready? Yep. Staxin. Staxin. Oh. Staxin. That's definitely a prescription drug. And that is a prescription drug. Yes. Guess what it's for? Staxin. Okay, can I guess? It's an yeah. orally disintegrating tablet is what it says on the box. Don't it's, read the box too much, but what do you think Staxin is for? Um... Is it for, um... You're really thinking this through. Oh, I know what it is. What? It's for, um, uh, burning and tingling in the hands and feet. No. Uh, well, I mean, in so many ways, yes. Maybe? It's used to treat erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, Staxon. Staxon. Any of you out there that are big Staxon fans, let us know. Okay, so it's like a kind of, uh, Cialis or something. It's used to treat burning in the boner area. Got it, okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> it's used to keep the burn in the boner area going all night long. Um, not a Game of Thrones character. All Good right. to know. So it's one-to-one. 
one right. to one. Here we go. All right. Uh, here's yours. Uh, Oralotimod. What? Or I guess it's Oralotimod. 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 Um, I'm going to say that's a Game of Thrones character, like a girl that gets naked. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Damn it. it is a prescription drug. Oh, some sort of cream, it seems. <laughs> yes, it is a topical cream for psoriasis and rashes. Oh, I mean, the, the naked part fits in somewhere in that, Yeah, right? we're looking at a photo of some cream right now. We're looking at a photo of cream being rubbed on a curious random body part that could be actually anything. That's a very zoomed in body part that I don't know what, is that a knee? Uh, An elbow? I hope, I'm hoping it's a knee. It could be literally anything that we're looking at right the, now. The thing is, I don't really want to know. True. Okay, so still one-to-one? Yes. Okay, here is your last... Come on, baby. I got to win one of these games. Your last question. Yeah. Scolera. 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 Yeah. Scolera. 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 Hmm. Could you use it in a sentence? I'm just kidding. Your, <laughs> your word, word is, is scolera. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess that is a prescription drug. Incorrect is a Game oh, of Thrones character. Man. A follower of the High Sparrow and Septa oh. of the Faith of the Seven in King's Landing. Oh, I should have known that. Shame, Jack. Shame. Wow, yeah. Shame. Jack, not a true Game of Thrones fan. Well, there's so many characters, yeah. Grace. There are like, there are. There's Scolera. That's one of them. I didn't count, but I'm pretty sure if you did, there would be a billion characters in Probably. that show. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and they all have names because they're all people. Yes. Um, so it's a tie. It's a tie. The winner was supposed to get a Game of Thrones pint glass. But, which we have right here flying in. Yay. Yay. So we'll just look at it together. Okay, this is cool. Oh, what's it say? Uh, I drink and I know things. Is that a quote from Game of Thrones? I guess so, because it says Game of Thrones on it. Yeah. Jack, you know what? I'm going to be a gracious host and allow you to keep that <sighs> pint glass because you are clearly the more avid Game of Thrones fan than thank myself. You. Thank you. Of course. Um, are you excited for this season? Any projections on what you think is going to happen this season? I'm I'm going to bet that some major characters are going to die. Oh, really? Because that keeps happening on that show. Here's what I think: someone's going to get pregnant. I think. Let's so, hope someone's going to get beheaded, mm. and dogs will be there. I think we're actually now's when like shit's going to go down. With what the, season is this? Nine, seven, seven, see, we, season seven. I think you know now we're going to start to see the clash of the. The White Walkers coming down from up north, and we're going to see, you know, the Khaleesi arriving with her— Ooh, uh, dragons. Dragons, yeah. Sorry, spoilers abound in this segment. Uh, Sorry, guys, but get ready. Maybe get I'll ready. watch this season. But I also, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's what's so great about the show is— When is it? It's, oh, it so, un, it's so unpredictable. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll watch this season. It comes out on July 16th on HBO. And Not this sponsored. Is, we just love throwing, like— yeah promo behind shows that don't give a shit about our show. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, the, the internet certainly likes that show. So. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll watch and then we can recap as we go through this season. Or not. We'll just talk offline about it. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of talking about things that are important, it's yes. time for Too Deep. Yes. Uh, way Too Deep. The segment in which we like to balance out all the not-too-deep shenanigans with a moment of sincerity. Jack and I each get one minute to talk about something that we have been plagued with um, recently. Yes. And after a minute is up, we stop, and then we go to a break. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Jack, would you like to go first? I would love to go first, Grace. Okay, you have one minute on the clock. Okay, let me know when it's time to go. On your mark, get set, too deep. Okay, so earlier we were having some fun talking about breakfast and— whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad I have this opportunity in this segment to get this off my chest because this is something that's actually been bothering me for a really long time. And that is, I hate lunch. I hate it. It's my least favorite meal because it's almost always terrible. And the reason it's always terrible is sandwiches are the worst. You know, like the bread is always too dry and the meat is never flavorful enough and it's usually cold. And you ever make like a, a lunch meat sandwich and put it in a bag and then eat it later and it's all soggy and gross? Don't even get me started on peanut butter and jelly. Have you ever had a peanut butter and jelly that's been sitting in a car all day? It makes you want to throw up. It's disgusting. And I'm supposed to eat this in the middle of the day when I'm trying to get stuff done. Eat this terrible, terrible, dried, gross, mealy thing. Sandwiches are the worst, except when they're the best. I don't know if you guys have ever had a great Judy, Cuba- time. Okay, cool. My turn. Yep, great. Excellent. Tell me when. All right, you ready, Grace? Mm-hmm. And go for it. So it's National Hot Dog Day. And obviously, we've been talking a lot about hot dogs. One of the major questions surrounding hot dogs is what type of meat is in a hot dog? Some say it's the spits of all the other meats just pushed together into one meat. And I was watching this HBO, I think it was HBO or Netflix series about food um, and about where our food comes from. And it's a four-part series where they cover all the different elements of like earth, fire, yeah, so on and so forth. And in the Earth episode, they talked about meat specifically. And the chef that was running the show talked about if you're going to eat meat, you should be able in your mind to kill that meat that you would eat. And that to me was so fascinating because I don't think I could. I honestly don't think I could sit and look at a chicken and murder it and snap its neck and then defeather it and make it into a chicken sandwich for myself. I have a dog. And when I look at pigs that have the intelligence of a kindergartner, I think, what's the difference? And time. Thank you. Wow. Well, thank you guys for regaling us with Too Deep uh, on Not Too Deep. We have a really excellent guest coming up. I know. I'm I'm so so excited. Excited. We have Epic Lloyd. Well, Lloyd from Epic Rap Battles. Uh, who is so funny, so amazing, so smart, and he is joining us. And we're going to um, talk about history and rapping, and it's going to be so fun. Can't wait. We're going to take a quick break first before we do all that, so stick around. We'll be right back with Lloyd on Not Too Deep. Enjoy this beautiful commercial break. Happy National Hot Dog Day. This episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by our new dear friends over at Blue Apron. Do you guys know about these guys? If you don't, you should know about these guys. It is a subscription-based food delivery service, and I can attest it is awesome. They give you, for less than $10 a meal, seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients, and it gets delivered right to your door. I've been using Blue Apron. They wanted to sponsor the podcast God knows why, weeks ago. And so they sent me some of their um, their food to make at home. And I fell in love with it because if you know me, you know that I'm English, Irish, and incapable. But they make it so incredibly easy to make meals that I wouldn't ever, ever even think to look up a recipe for, let alone make on my own. They send you pre-portioned ingredients, exactly what you need, so you're never left with extras or you're never left with that feeling when you leave the store that you forgot to get something. Everything is right there. The instructions are super, super easy, and you can customize your recipes each week, and you can 
choose a delivery option that fits your needs specifically. For instance, I get just the vegetarian meals because sometimes I forget that I'm getting the box delivered and I don't want the um, meat to go bad. But that's just me. But you can do whatever you want. You can customize only poultry. You can customize only beef, whatever it might be. Uh, And just to wet your whistle, here are some of the upcoming meals. They have seared chicken and creamy pasta salad with summer squash and sweet peppers. Whoa. Creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges. I don't know what quick pickles are, but I want them. Another one is fresh basil fettuccine pasta with sweet corn and cubanella pepper. What? I don't even know what that is. And the last one, chili butter steaks with Parmesan potatoes and spinach. Dang. These all sound delicious. Uh, but guess what? It gets even tastier. Lol. If you check out this week's menu, you'll get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash grace. That's three free meals, your free food with free shipping. It's what? It's free. You will love how good it feels and taste to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash grace. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Not, not too deep. Uh-oh, get ready, because this episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by a good buddy of ours. It's Casper Mattresses. Yes, I love Casper Mattresses. I sleep on one every night that I'm sleeping in my bed. hey But it's, it's true. Sometimes I'm on the road. I'm in hotels. Get your mind out of the gutter. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price and I can attest to this because I have actually used my own promo code that I will get to in a second to purchase a mattress that I sleep on on a regular basis and I love it. Uh, They have supportive memory foam that creates award-winning sleep surfaces with just the right sink and just the right bounce and the coolest thing about Casper as a company is they give you the mattress to try 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. So you get to sleep on it for over three months, and then if you don't like it, they'll come and get it from you. I mean, how much more spoiled can you get? It's it's amazing. They understand the importance of sleeping on a mattress before you commit, and so they want you to really make an informed decision. Apparently, you spend one-third of your life sleeping. Wow. What's that like? Let's not think too much about that because then we'll get into a whole mortality conversation. That's not why Casper is asking me to talk about them because they're a great company. Yay! Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars out of 5, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. And you, my loyal, beautiful listeners, can get $50 towards any mattress purchasing. Sorry, guys. My tongue got tied. Apparently, I'm in a hotel room recording this ad right now, so I didn't sleep very well because I'm not sleeping on my Casper mattress. That's a story for another time. You can get $50 for any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash grace and using the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, $50 toward any purchase, casper.com slash grace, offer code grace. Terms and conditions apply. We're back with more Not Too Deep, and look who's joined us. It's Lloyd. Hey, yes. Yes. How's it going? So good. Yeah. I am so excited you're here. You've been a busy, busy bee. Yes, ma'am. And you finally have a chance to breathe. <laughs> it sounds great. You're Literally. human. Literally. You're human. Um, if you guys don't know Lloyd, you're dumbasses. Um, <laughs> Lloyd's part of Epic Rap Battles, and you guys have just started debuting Epic Studios, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So yep. for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah. Epic Studios, it's like almost like a 
kind of like a mini TV show or like a YouTube red show or something. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a story about a guy who inherits a failing recording studio from his like rock star dad who's like super promiscuous <laughs> and uh, it's up in Toronto. So then he has to sort of keep it afloat. So it's almost like a um, crazy ex-girlfriend because it's like a song in every episode yeah. cool. and there's like, but, but and it's, it's like all a, scripted. It's all scripted. It's like we have uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Halls yeah. in it. It's really yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's, how did that happen? Because you're a huge like comedy nerd mm-hmm. in the most like celebratory way. You own your own comedy theater yep. on the West Side. Yep. Uh, and so that must have been like a really amazing moment when he signed on to do that. It was, the, we got him on the show in the nerdiest nerd way possible. How? My friend, Aaron, who's like the co-executive producer, they were at like an improv festival uh-huh and kevin <laughs> like, mcdonald you can was, barely say the word oh, no. <laughs> i know this sounds and, nerdy and, you know what I, I can even i just got back from adult sleepaway improv camp oh my god that's wow. amazing i didn't yeah. know that was a thing oh, no, it's a thing it's <sighs> a thing but uh yeah he was there too with his sketch group and uh aaron was there and was just like hey man we're doing this thing up in toronto you're from canada do you want to like maybe be in it and like, you know, you had to call up his manager and the, yeah, the whole yeah. nine, but like sure. he was down and he came and he was great. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How was that experience? Cause you got, I, I, one, I'm still thanking you to this day for allowing Hannah and I to be in oh an epic God. rap battle, which was super fun. Award-winning episode. I know. And I had to, uh, to accept the Streamy Award for that. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do anything other than stand in places no, they told me great. to stand. You were it's, great. The way you guys create those is so amazing to me. You guys are so extremely collaborative and you make everyone that's involved feel like they're the best like rapper ever when I definitely know I'm not, but you guys <laughs> made me feel so comfortable. That The way you create those must be so different than Epic Studios. Yeah. It was like, um, it was a great experience. You yeah. know, I, I'm definitely sort of, me and Peter in the center of rap battles and I was sort of in the center of Epic Studios, but the difference was that um, the length of time we shot for six weeks. So I was on set for oh, like wow. 18 hours, five days in a row. We started at like six in the morning Jeez. and like, <clears throat> you know, our rap battles, I'm always like picking stuff up and we're very hands-on. Yeah. And so I was doing that in Toronto too. And they were like, don't pick that up. And I was like, no, man, I'm cool. I'm gonna do like, you know, <laughs> the guy's like, I'm not worried about you really. Yeah. He's like, if you break your finger, we're all out of a job. Yeah. And I was like, oh. There are guilds <laughs> in which yeah. you're not allowed to touch those wires. Yeah. Don't go near them. So and it was good. And then, you know, we edited it and that was like intense, but it's a story. It's like 13 episodes and it all sort of comes together, which I hadn't done before. And I've always wanted to do something yeah. like that. So and I got to do acting. I got to be. You I got to, to do use, acting. I acting. <laughs> you got to do the acting. I'll That's use so my acting. Um, but yeah, they were, all the actors in Toronto were really great. And That's awesome. It was awesome. It was really cool. Well, you say do acting, but every you've played so many characters in epic rap battles. And I've always been blown away by you and Peter's ability to morph into these characters because you guys do it seamlessly so well. I mean, it's a really great, you have a really great like hair, makeup, wardrobe mm-hmm. team too. Yeah. But what's your prep? like? And do you have a favorite character that, because you played uh, Breaking Bad, you played Brian Cranston, and I was like, so, I, <laughs> halfway through, I forgot that it was you playing this Man. person. I I mean, I have, that's definitely, like, Walter White's definitely yeah. a, a favorite of mine. I'm from, like, Long Island, and my, you know, grandparents and everybody's all Italian, so yeah. Al Capone was really fun to do, oh, that was really fun. fun. And you've and done Frank Sinatra? Sinatra was good, although I did kind of get my ass whipped by Freddie Mercury in that episode. Oh, Fair yeah, enough, yeah. But, but uh, I mean, yeah. both of those are huge characters to take on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Alfred Hitchcock was really cool because I was oh, in I was yeah. in like makeup for like nine hours, so just like Jeez. in that, getting like a big giant fat suit on. Yeah. And then we shot and it was so hot and it was it took like 
maybe an hour and a half. And they're like, all right, you're out. You're done. (laughs) I was like, oh, I want to like go to the store or like this. So much prep. I know. Is there a character you haven't played yet that's on a short list that you're like, I would love to do this person at some point in the future? Uh, I don't know if I look the right part, but Spider-Man would be really cool to Uh, do. Or like Peter Parker. That's super Um, fun. Yeah. Or I've always wanted to do Conan the Barbarian versus Conan O'Brien. That would be a great episode. I know, I know, I know. How do you guys decide on the matchups? Well, the audience... They does, submit. They, they, yeah. But now that there's so many, there's like hundreds of thousands of comments. So like we have like a list of ones we've either seen mm. or like maybe could be possible to do. And then they're they're in there and we okay. just find them. But like what we do learn from the audience is like if there's a character that's like really popular now that we're like too old to know about. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, who's this guy? What's going on here? Like what's this? So red- it's educational. Yeah. Or like the new – like I had no idea about – I mean I knew what uh, – Pikachu was right. and like all that type of stuff. But I had no idea like the details that people go into Dragon Ball Z. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Is this? So. It's an insane genre that I know <laughs> yeah. nothing about other than like got to catch them all. Yeah. And then, that, and then I didn't and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you guys ended in January, right? You ended yeah. your fifth season. Yeah. And yeah. so is there talk of – is it you guys just kind of play it by ear if you're going to yeah. pick up? I feel like we did. I wanted to put that there. Oh no, you can't hear. Oh, it's a everything's movable. I know it's a fishbowl for a cactus. Yep, it it makes sense. It's the only thing I can keep alive is a fake cactus. I know, and just eat rocks. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Man, it sounds like I'm just like like skirting this question. (laughs) Well, no, because you guys background over there. Well, you you guys just (laughs) finished Epic Studios, and it's just rolling out now, right? Yeah, we just we uploaded the last of the 13 episodes maybe two weeks ago on my channel, which is great. Um, And then that we shot that last summer, and we just edited it all all year and then rap battles we finished it epics uh episode 70 and yeah 70 is a lot that's crazy so we're sort of just like taking a breath right now figuring out what to do it's so intense it is and it's like the whole atmosphere of youtube and all the studios and everything is a little bit like yeah well you've been working on epic studios for so long that now to come up for fresh air and be like where's youtube at right now and like kind of survey the system and figure it out again is going to take a second yeah man it's like uh it's never the same job two weeks in a row yeah ever since we ever started and it might be different now but when and you probably the same way like when we started youtube was when we started rap battles was right when youtube was getting popular so it was like that same first wave yeah and it was just like you walk into you know maker or wherever you're shooting there's like 70 new desks and then the next week there's like 10 desks and then there's 150 desks and then you're in a different building yeah so it was like so that combined with just the intensity of rap battles is like a sick of breather yep and then five seasons is a lot to have done that's 70 episodes is crazy the intensity of us shooting that one episode i was like this is so much more than any youtube video i've ever produced (laughs) i can't imagine doing 70 of them yeah it was i mean it's like you don't i would never look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever but uh I finally knew what that. I finally figured out what that term means. I have by no the idea way. what it means. Okay, so here's why they say look a gift horse in the mouth is because um, how you tell if a horse is horse is healthy is uh-huh. you look at its teeth. Okay. So it's like if someone gives you a horse, you don't check to see if it's you don't healthy. check his teeth to see if he's healthy. You just oh. say thank you for the freaking horse. Oh. Okay. You're welcome. Makes sense. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> I know. I mean, I can finally sleep at night because I have had <laughs> nightmares about someone asking me what that means. <laughs> Um, speaking of sleeping, talk to us about this sleepaway camp. Where were you? What did oh, what did you just do? You just went to me. an adult improv oh, yeah. sleepaway camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
uh, Camp Improv Utopia. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on Improv Camp, y'all. There's axe throwing. There's Wait. bow and arrowing. It's in Cambria. Uh, uh, it's in Cambria. What? It's, it's like, like four proper, hours. It's like proper summer camp. Oh yeah. It's there's oatmeal. There's like. Uh, you know? I like that. that defines camp for you. Oh man. Oatmeal. It's beautiful. You like go. It's like hockey camp. You go away and like you take improv classes all day. And it's the nerdiest of nerd things ever. But everyone's probably super positive and supportive because so you're much. in this like microcosm yeah. of improv. Yeah. Look it up now. And they're all over. There's one in um. It's, so Nick Armstrong is the AD at the Westside Comedy Theater. Westsidecomedy.com right. to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he runs this camp up in Cambria, and now there's one in uh, the Catskills. There's one in <gasps> Ireland. What? There's like, yeah, it's coming. These y'all. are strange places I for know. this camp. I know. How overall, great experience. Oh, it's my second time. <laughs> like, yep. I'm a diehard. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, how? How? It's a week long. No, it-, it was from Friday to Monday. Oh, so like so, a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. You go up, and I t- I taught classes, so I was there as a teacher. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, you go up, and then. Um, uh, you there's like a little performance area and you can like you do little shows and stuff. It's just literally like a sports camp. That sounds so yeah. fun. It's really fun. I did improv in New York for years, and then when I moved out to Los Angeles, the theater that I performed at didn't have a theater on the West Coast, so I just got away from it. So now improv is in the scary realm for me again. Right, right, it's right. like circled all the way back to the beginning where I'm like I'm afraid of it because I haven't exercised that muscle in so long. Yeah. So I got to get back to it. But you own a comedy theater, West Side Comedy. Yep. What, uh, and you were just talking to us about how Blake Griffin shows up to the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, yeah. How does that happen? Well, Blake Griffin, like, uh, he's kind of a funny dude, you know? And I think, he may, I don't know why he shows up, but he just, <laughs> he shows up every once in a while. And, like, you can't not notice Blake Griffin. Of course. You're like, oh, look, at there's my friend. And there's Blake Griffin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, he just, uh, and uh, he just ends up in, like, uh, in the audience, like, if you're a comic, yeah, right. Your job you're, is to sort of you're, notice. You're going to pick on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Who you have to call out the elephant in the room, yeah. which or is the, like the size of an elephant in the room. <laughs> the giant man in the room. Yeah. Does he perform at all? But you were saying he gets pulled on stage sometimes. We did a um, – he, yeah, he sometimes would get pulled on stage mm-hmm. and people will talk to him. But we also did um, – a, an event for the Clippers okay. where like super fans were in, there was like it was like a comedy show and so super fans were in the, the the theater and then as a surprise they brought out a couple of the people oh, like so they brought fun. out um uh Blake and they did, it wasn't Chris Paul but um uh, you could say any name yeah. and I'd be like that's a basketball player uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> I have no uh, the, Jordan, idea they brought out that the what's the the He's the Michael center. Jordan? Yeah, my, yep. Michael Jordan is there. <laughs> they brought out Michael Jordan. Yeah. Heard of him. Great <laughs> golfer. Great golfer. Very competitive. Um, Very competitive. So the theater, I still have not, I've been here four years and I haven't gotten to the goddamn West Side Comedy Theater. Come. I have to go. Are you guys doing anything special over the summertime? Yeah, well, in the summer we, is sort of normal, but in October we're doing an improv festival. So oh, I'll, I'll nice. hit you up. We're going to do Please. like a bunch of stuff. Like maybe we'll have you do like monologues or something. I would love to, love to, love to. Yeah. And now I'm socially accountable because I'm saying it on this podcast. Hey, yeah. You guys are right. here first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how long have you owned this theater? Or how long has the theater been in, in existence? Um, we bought it in 2009. Okay. So we've been there and that, that was, I mean, what that, Epic Rap Battles was born on that stage. Oh, really? So, yeah. So we were doing like a freestyle rap comedy show and one of the segments was called Celebrity Rap Battle. That's and, uh, super cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's when we, it's sort of Pete 
I brought Pete and I used to make music together all the time anyway. So I, I brought him and I wanted him to show him the show and he saw the show, he loved it. And he's like, that one segment, man, I think we should make like a YouTube video out of that and call it Epic Rap Battles of History. I was like, all right, sure. So uh, that's, how it, that's how it happened. Wow, I have to tell cool. you, my older brother, he's four years older than me. He doesn't understand YouTube at all. <laughs> um, he doesn't understand like what I, he's very supportive, but he has no real idea of what I do. Yep. And two years ago, I went home for Christmas and he just leaned over to me and he was like, Grace, I understand that you've had many successes, but the only thing I care about was epic rap battles. Great job in that. And like <laughs> then leaned back into playing with his own children. And I was like, oh my God, that's the only thing my brother like knows on the internet because he's like a total history nerd. Oh my God. And so he was like so, and every year that's all he says. He's like, that epic rap battles is really good. I mean, Onomio is maybe the funniest. You know me. You guys wrote it. It was fantastic. Oh, super, it was super fun. Um, okay. I ask everyone best and worst. So for your best and worst, what do you think is the best or worst era in history or historical figure? Whoa. Best or let's talk about actually, era. what's the best and worst part of making uh, an epic rap battle? The best part is when it's done. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> There's so many moving parts. <laughs> How I mean, long does it take? Well, it's it's changed a lot. Like we used to be able to do everything from in two weeks. We used to start on Monday write all week and track all week and then shoot the next Monday and then edit like crazy crackheads and then upload the next Monday. But that got too hard and we started to do it in like sort of batches. Yeah. So it was it, like it, we would work on six for four months. So it was oh, a little wow. bit tough to like wow. figure out. But like usually about three weeks. If we really banged hard on it, we could do it in about three weeks. But, but so the best part honestly is like showing it off. Right. What I love about those videos is a lot of YouTube videos, even, even like Epic Studios, like you have to like tell somebody about Epic Studios and then they watch it on their own. You can't like show it to them on their phone, on your phone and be, right. it's like boring, but rap battles, you can, yeah. rap battles, you can be like in the subway, be like, you want to see this thing? And you just look at it and it's, it's great. So that's yeah. what I love about that. And the hardest part is like, um, the hardest part is like letting go of like what you think is a good joke because you write oh, in a, as yeah. a group, you know, right. or you like have ideas as a group and you, you have to like kill your babies all the time. Yeah. So that was, uh, that got easier over time. But at first it was really, especially because you're like, as a rapper, you're like, this is my, my craft, man. Yeah. This is uh, my poetry. Yeah, exactly. This is my words. Yeah. This means something. So, so that was always tough. Um, but that's a good muscle to eventually yeah. build up because that is one of the hardest things. I think in creating in general, it's mm -hmm. being able to let go of something that you think is good, but for the greater good of this piece as a whole. Yeah, yeah. What fun. Yeah. What fun. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you the questions that I ask every single guest that's uh, on the podcast. All and right. the first question is to tell us uh, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? <sighs> oh, man. I would love to hit Donald Trump in the face with a handful <laughs> of spaghetti. Yep. Yeah, I feel like I that's... I would just love to... I just would love... Too. Then it would, like, match his skin color. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? I think that would be great. I would love... I mean, that would be a very viral sensation. It would yes. be fake news, fake news, distracting from Russia. <laughs> yeah. um, and the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story. But oh. you can only use three words or three small phrases or interchangeable. So mine is college, jogging, front lawn. Oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's so funny. This is one word. Uh, um, uh, I'll say theater. 
Oh no. And, no. And uh, uh, West Side Story. <gasps> oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah, paints yeah. a picture. Oh, I certainly did. Well, no follow up questions. Now <laughs> we're going to get into some questions from Twitter. We tweeted out uh, asking for some questions, and we have some great ones for you right here. Uh, this one's from Judge Pilo. What ply of toilet paper is too high? So high that it's obnoxiously prestigious, uh, prestigious? Yep. for a person to buy. I think if you had like, I think first of all, I there's this is a tough question because my scale is really high. I feel like oh, as, for the older you paper? get, yeah, you gotta ex- take care of your butthole. <laughs> you really do. You know, I would wipe my ass with somebody else's like children sewn together if I needed to. <laughs> if it kept me from like being uncomfortable the rest of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do it. I, I mean, you have to put your value into something. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that question. I feel like if someone brought me the last baby penguin that oh, was like yeah. fluffy enough, I would yeah. wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, right. I appreciate that yeah. you appreciate a good ply of toilet paper. You got to. Uh, let's see the next question. If you had to flip someone's birthday cake on their actual birthday, who and why? Oh, this is interesting. So if you had to like flip someone's birthday cake in front oh. of them on their actual birthday, oh, okay. who would you do that to and why? It doesn't have to be in a mean way, they say in parentheses. Oh. Stale moves McGee. Thank you. Yeah, it could be really impressive. Right on. Maybe it uh, could be like a water bottle flip where it lands upright and totally it just lands fine. right back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my homie Chris uh, Gorbos is on like a no sugar, no like whatever <laughs> diet. So oh yeah, we were talking right before this about yeah. how we've gotten into the old phase uh, of our lives where we're like actually I know reluctantly being healthy. <laughs> I know. I wish it was I so much more. Wish it was like the Rat Pack era where like drinking a scotch at lunch was just like normal. I'm drinking a Bloody Mary and it's it. 10 a.m. right now. I love it. So, <laughs> Listen to that world. Yeah, take that. I'm in a hot dog costume drinking a Bloody Mary. My life is fine. Everything is good. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just shove your emotions down and let them be cancer. (laughs) Wait, so you would flip your friend who is doing no sugar? Oh yeah, I'd be like, you can't eat that cake. You're going to (laughs) die. So it'd be a sign of like, I love you so much. I'm getting this. I'm doing this for you. But I still got you a cake. Yeah. I want you to know that the thought is here. Um, I think we have one more Twitter question. Okay. Something that you find disgusting that no one else does from ML Fisher. Oh, yeah. Bananas. Fucking hate bananas. Really? Oh, yeah. I would eat a cat before I would eat a banana. (laughs) I literally hate bananas so much. What? Is it the texture? It's everything. It looks like a soft dick. I don't know. know, It looks like a terribly squishy dick. I just don't like it. I don't want to eat a banana at all. Well, that's good to know. Wow. Okay. We are learning constantly here on Not Too Deep. Sorry. Um, I can't argue with it. I know. I mean, it's it's so gross. When you put it that way, get them out of here. Um, Now we're moving on to a segment called This is Curious, where I found this photo. Oh, no. This is a photo that you posted on your Instagram. That is Um, so funny. On February 9th, it's a throwback Thursday to my old job as a pimp, and it seems to be you and who else is in this photo? All right, so that's my friend Derek DeMeo, which is really funny because I just uploaded a video. He's like the kid I used to rap with back in the day. Like, he's one of my oldest friends. Yep. And uh, we— And this is you, I'm assuming, dressed as pimp. You have a shirt that's— Yeah. It, no one would really know it's a shirt. It seems more like um, oh, it's just drapes. like a body curtain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's wide open. You got some chains on your chest. You yeah. guys got— I got laid so hard that night. <laughs> unbelievable. So back in Chicago, when we were in Chicago, so uh-huh. all the guys that I do improv with, we dropped out of college and moved to Chicago together. To do improv? To do improv. And comedy? Okay. Yeah. And we would throw giant parties to, like, get people to come to our shows, and we threw a pimps and hoes party. And this so, is you guys— that's pimps? 
and yeah. hose, maybe. Yeah. We're both <laughs> pimps. I was, I was definitely like the duck face pimp. <laughs> I know, you're, you're doing a- duck face before <laughs> duck face was a thing. You're both doing duck face. So much duck face. <laughs> Wait, how, how long ago was this? Like, what year is this? Uh, that's probably like 2001 or two, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that's like a good 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, man. Wow. Jeez, I know. Look how far you've come. <laughs> I know. I love you. You're saying this in a hot dog. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys were nerds. <laughs> says the girl what in the hot dog costume. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, we have a game that we've created just for you, and Sweet. it's historical figure roasts, which we think you're obviously very okay good at, very savvy at. Sure. Um, but Jack, if you want to explain how the game works. Yeah, so we uh, we pick some sort of obscure historical figures, which I will describe, and then uh, it could be fun trying to guess who they are first. Okay. Yeah, and then you we- and I have to guess who they are. Okay, cool. I don't know any of these. We made a show like this called Roast in Peace, where you roast <gasps> dead celebrities. It's really funny. That's a great idea. Yeah. And, and to be... To be fair, these people are historical figures because they're all kind of awesome. So this might be challenging to Got roast it. them after we after. We oh, no. Oh, okay. I'll roast the shit out of anybody. <laughs> okay, great. I can't wait. Okay, so you're going to describe them. Lloyd yes. and I have to guess who it is, and then yes. we'll try and roast them. Okay, okay. so now, number one, this massively influential Jewish-Dutch philosopher's great work, Ethics, published after his death in 1677, laid the groundwork for the Enlightenment of the 18th century. Woody Allen. Uh, oh, so <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Woody Jewish, yeah. Jewish Dush. Yeah. I can see you got that. Seinfeld. Yeah. It's Seinfeld. Yeah. It's a uh, Baruch Spinoza. What? Yeah. What? That guy's Spinoza. Spinoza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey. hey. Gross. <laughs> Why? Uh, this is the only photo we have is a depiction of him. Well, I mean, you? he died in after you know, sometime before 1677. Still, the, what, uh, <laughs> He looks like the most bored vampire ever. <laughs> He's just reading. This looks like Weird Al. Yeah, it does look it's like Weird Al. A very, very, very. It's like his great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah. And weird, weird Spinoza. Yeah. <laughs> and he's go. just sad because he knows that Weird Al is coming. He's like, why do I have to wear these napkins on my wrist? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This next one's a little easier. Okay. All right. She was the Native American woman who helped. Uh, to guide the famed Lewis and Clark expedition between 1804 and 1806, traveling thousands of miles from North Dakota to the Pacific Ocean. I know that one. That's uh, Sacagawea. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. <clears throat> yep. We did that I, one. I, would, I think we should not roast Sacagawea because I feel like it will polarize an audience and we will get um, mean yeah. comments. Yeah. She was great. She is very awesome. Nice job, Sacagawea. Yeah, thanks for guiding those men who didn't know where the fuck they were going. <laughs> she like, what's the opposite of mansplain? Like yeah. women's? She like literally women-splained surviving. Yeah, she was like, uh, you two yeah. idiots, come here. You will get the credit for it, but I'll be here. She she did all the things that all those dudes did, uh, pregnant and then with a baby. Yeah, she literally yeah, That is impressive. Yeah. yeah, she's like breastfeeding, guiding them down the river and being like, yeah. go ahead, take the credit. That's one of yeah. the things I just always find so interesting about these guys who summit, you know, um, these mountains. And yeah. it's like, yes, I got up here. Like, yeah, because you, you have guides. these Sherpas, the Sherpas yeah. that are carrying all your shit for you. Yeah. I know, they're on a, <laughs> carrying that. Ugh, those guys are up and down that every day. Uh, every, every day. I know. Yeah. It's insane. So funny. All right, so uh, our next one is among the most famed and iconic figures of Japan's feudal period. Oh. He was an expert swordsman and a ronin, a wandering samurai without a master. 
a wandering samurai. A wander, I don't know, Jackie Chan? That's, I literally <laughs> was going to say the same thing. Uh, because I, I love Jackie Chan movies so yeah, much. I do love a Jackie Chan movie. Why he's not at West Side Comedy, I don't know. You guys got to start I, reaching out. I know. We gotta, listen, Jackie. You got to <laughs> do I want you to be I a I would watch any show he did at West Side. <laughs> I would watch anything. I love it. I think he's hilarious. I do, not, um, I do not know who right, so Is it this, Jackie Chan? No, it is not. Oh, okay. It is a Miyamoto Musashi. Of course it oh, is. Oh, yeah. There you that go. Guy. That's a great photo, actually. That is a pretty cool photo. He's, yeah. Are those spiders above him, or is that just language? That's language. <laughs> uh, okay. But I like a language that looks like spiders. I know. Also, more swords. <laughs> Give us more katana blades, please. I know. And the harem pants before Justin Bieber is very iconic. How do you fight? Like, could you imagine, like, a thousand guys like that just fighting? I, I bet it would be just like. I like to think that those were once leggings and he just refuses to use a restroom. They've just over time turned into harem pants. Oh my gosh. Are those like, those aren't even real steel swords. It looks like wooden swords. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because he's got his sword still <coughs> in his. Uh... And he's also his scabbards. He's using one like a unicorn horn on the top of his head. <laughs> like, so. Go away! Yeah. I'm, I'm I crazy. I feel like he probably, probably wasn't a great fighter. He was just actually kind of crazy, and everyone's like, "Don't yeah, go yeah. near him. Yeah. Just let him have this. <laughs> let him have this. Just tell him he's the king. He's, just the, king. he's, the, king. he's the king. He's the king. All right. Next up, we have the Countess of Loveless. Oh, who was the a- Countess of Loveless story of my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this she was an English mathematician who is widely recognized as the first ever computer programmer. Whoa. Having created the first algorithm for Charles Babbage's computing machine in the 1840s. Wait, uh, what? She created yeah. a computer? What? Yeah, what? she's in she's, the 1840s. What? Yeah, so she's recognized as the first ever computer computer programmer because she created the world's first algorithm. So this was like what? back with mechanic mechanical computers. What yeah. does that the, mean? I don't even. I feel like I. Somebody, What's her Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure can you help me with my website? Because it's a little <laughs> bit wonky. Does she work for Squarespace? <laughs> I love Squarespace. Uh, wait, her Countess of Loveless is not. Is her name? Her name is Ada Loveless. Ada Loveless. Yes. Yes. Oh, damn! Man. Look, she, she looks so demure for a love computer lots, program. Am yeah, right? <laughs> kind of a looker. Yeah. I know. It sounds uh, Ada Loveless sounds like like the surname of Delilah, that radio host. Yeah, that's like that smooth talking <laughs> yeah, woman sure. at right. the end of the night. It's like Delilah. I'm here to help you. It's ninety eight point nine. Ada Loveless, yeah. you're listening to algorithms. <laughs> oh my god! I love that pinky though. Look, like that pinky. You, you get uh, you got away with that at first, and then you look at it, you go, "What's going on with that pinky?" <laughs> She's got carpal tunnel. She's been doing lots of programming. Yeah. She literally cannot wrap it around the fan. Just came from a hackathon. It's just yeah. all caps lock all the time. Like, whack! <laughs> all right, so last one we've got the uh, French-German theologian, philosopher, and physician. Oh. Best known for founding and working— Oh, I can't say this because it'll give away his name— uh, in the West African nation of Gabon. Oh, my gosh. These are okay. deep cuts, but yeah, this is I'm, two deep cuts. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> at all. That would be Albert Schweitzer. Uh, what? He's holding a Look, pelican with just his picked, mouth closed. We just picked him because we liked this photo. Yeah. Okay? I mean, <laughs> this is iconic. This is a wedding photo, right? It looks like he's playing that thing like a like one of those bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, that's the bag. That's a he's from the Flintstones era. That was a bagpipe. Yeah, back then. Wait, what did he do? What is he known for? He's he's a famed French German theologian, philosopher, and physician. Wow. And he founded and, and worked at the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in the West African nation of Gabon. For animals or no. for people? 
It doesn't matter. He's got pleated pants. He's yeah. doing everything for, correctly. For people, yeah. I love that safari hat. I know. Just like yeah. the, <laughs> that mustache. It's yeah. epic. Can you, There's lots of specific choices. As a, as a woman, when you make out with a dude who has a mustache like that, how do you not… It hurts. It Does it just… It is hurts. It just, it's, it's like, like wire like, mesh. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, if you… You can get that sensation without a partner by just taking sandpaper and just rubbing your mouth with it over and over. If you are curious, ladies, as to what it's like to make out with someone with a mustache, I like to imagine that there are people off camera being like, put the bird down. Down, Put it down. Put it down. Monsieur, monsieur, monsieur. And he's like, I'm a philosopher. Don't mind me. And he just continued to hold this bird. Oh my God. It's an amazing photo. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Wow. What an abuser. Yeah. (laughs) And so that was historical figure oh, roast. Wow. That was pretty great. I mean, this is a continuously educational episode of Not Too Deep, and yeah, I don't I hate it. And we have, look, you get some coffee grounds for roasting. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. And I love the name is blacked out because yeah, it's you can't out. advertise this. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. No. It's brandless. Major Dickinson's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lloyd, we've come to the end of the podcast. Oh, so sad. It went, it went I know. Really Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Where can people find Epic Studios if they don't know? And where can people find you on the internet if they don't know? Yeah, Epic Studios is on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Epic Lloyd. Um, and that's where like a lot of my just original music and other shows are, but you can see all 13 episodes, so binge away. Yeah. And then Rap Battles is uh, YouTube slash ERB. Awesome. Yeah. And um, go to Westside Comedy if you want to check out live, yeah. fun comedy. Maybe Blake Griffin will be there. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we want to give you a gift for offering your time for us more than just the coffee. We're oh. going to give you the gift that every great rapper gets, and it's a grill. Oh, hell yeah. I'm yeah. all up in your grill. Yeah, we're giving you an actual grill. Thank you oh, so much. Uh, yeah. They got the wrong. Yes, this is like a grill you make food on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We tried Different to get you the. Grill. We tried to get you the other kind of grill, <laughs> but then the Target didn't have one, so we got you this kind of grill. But, you know what you can make on this grill? What's that? Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a sandwich. Is this a hibachi? Is this what it's called? A hibachi? Sure. Nice. Why not? Let's go with it. Who knows? I love the handle. Yeah. Thank you, Lloyd, so much for being here. Thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This Grace Helbig. This episode, Not Too Deep, was sponsored by Mod Cloth, the go-to spot for fashion that's as unique as you are, silly. Whip up your wardrobe with their quirky prints and classic silhouettes, and they believe that fashion should be for every body shape, size, all of it. Their exclusive line of apparel comes in a full-size range from extra extra small to 4X. So get your summer essentials by shopping at modcloth.com. Enter the promo code GRACE and you'll get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Make every day extraordinary at Modcloth. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons and an extra special thank you to Lula for the theme music.